This is Thursday, November 25th. It's Thanksgiving Day, so happy Thanksgiving. Now we stop for a minute to thank God for his goodness and mercy. And that was the theme of worship this past Sunday, the surprising mercy of God. Now we think that the, this book is about the failed and reluctant prophet Jonah. And in part it is. But there's more to it than that. It reveals the depth of God's mercy. Yesterday, we heard from Jonah the shortest and clearest presentation of the gospel. Salvation comes from the Lord. We don't earn it or produce it. We cannot find our own way to God. God does it all for us in Christ. So let's give thanks for God's kindness and goodness today, remembering that all that we enjoy flows from the character of our loving God. Now, if yesterday was the turn in the story of Jonah, today is the turn in the story of Nineveh. We have learned that the Assyrian people were brutal and ruthless with their enemies. They took pride in the way they tortured their enemies. They didn't hide what they did. It become the su became the subject of their national art and history. They boasted, boasted of their exploits. They took pride in their power to dominate and destroy. And they were experts in this craft. Now their story makes us wonder, are there people that are just not redeemable? Are their stories so broken that wholeness is impossible? We can begin to see how strange it is that God would make Nineveh the focus of his mercy and how he and, and how Jonah would have no part of it. Now here's our text for today. Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very great city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city and proclaiming, Forty more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. Now, for Jonah, it took a near-death experience to get him on mission. But he finally arrives to find Nineveh, a prosperous and large city. It's a wash in people. Can you imagine a Jewish prophet walking the streets for three days, checking the place out? He didn't want to be there. But he was in the middle of the city. There was no other way for him to deliver God's message. Think of the places Jesus walked so that he could minister to the people in Galilee and in Judah and in Jerusalem. We are told that once he went through Samaria with his disciples. And this is where Jesus met the woman at the well. This is a place the Jews avoided walking through because they thought Samaritans were unfaithful half-breeds. Now, it is true that they had once been Israelites, but had intermarried when the northern kingdom fell. But really? You wouldn't even pass through their town? But there also might be communities in our town, right? In Miami-Dade County, that you may avoid even driving through. Perhaps there you don't feel safe. Now, the Jews avoided Samaria, 
over a sense of moral superiority. Yet this is where Jesus took his disciples. Then Jesus spoke with a woman at a well in the middle of the day. Now no woman goes in the middle of the day, the heat of the day, to draw water, unless she's been rejected by the other women in her community. And no Jewish man would speak in public with such a woman, period. Jesus in this scene crosses all the barriers erected between people. Race, religion, gender, moral status. But this is the nature of his ministry. Here's the German pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, explaining the way of God. God is not ashamed of human lowliness, but goes right into the middle of it. God draws near to the lowly, loving the lost, the unnoticed, the unremarkable, the excluded, the powerless, and the broken. What people say is lost, God says is found. What people say is condemned, God says is saved. Where people say no, God says yes. Where people turn their eyes away in indifference or arrogance, God gazes with a love that grows warmer there than anywhere else. Where people say something is despicable, God calls it blessed. <laughs> wow, God's ways are not our ways at all. Isn't that beautiful? And that's why the Lord sent Jonah to Nineveh. This is not where anyone would expect to see a revival, but that's just what happens. Jonah preaches hell, fire, and damnation, and the people hear it as grace. They have an opportunity to change course. They repent and turn to God in humility. Jonah must have been stunned to see the response. The reluctant prophet shares a message of doom, and the people's hearts are changed. It looks here like their hearts become more responsive and tender toward the Lord than poor Jonah himself. And we think of the ministry of Jesus and how God worked through the most hated thing in the world, the Roman cross, the execution device of the most powerful empire at the time. The goal of the cross was humiliation and destruction and announced to the world, if you defy us, then this is what will happen to you. Yet, in the despicable, God has chosen to redeem us. The thing people would look away from became the beautiful cross because there the Lord of heaven demonstrated his love for sinful humanity. There, God saved us. I'm not sure there's anything that we could be more thankful for this Thanksgiving day. The grace given to the people of Nineveh prefigures the grace God has given us. God chose in the Assyrians the worst of the worst, and he demonstrated that he is a God of grace and mercy, and then he re relented when they repented and turned to him. How boundless is this mercy of God to forgive such great sinners. This is how God treats us when we turn to him. His grace seems and is unending. Let's put it like this. The true measure of the Lord's love is that he loves without measure. Yes, God goes right into the middle of lowliness. It doesn't deter him one little bit. Loving the lost, the unnoticed, the unremarkable, the excluded, the powerless, and the broken. And we can give thanks to God for his love for us. Let's pray together. 
Lord God, the lover of our souls, how can we not thank you on this day? You've given us life. You've redeemed our lives from the pit and crowned us with glory and honor. You've set your affection on us in Christ. You brought us into your family. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. And we pray in your name. Amen.